0: You're listening to a special episode of A Tiny Revolution, brought to you by Beloved Arise. Beloved Arise is the first and only LGBTQ youth group for youth of faith in the entire world. And this Friday, June 4th, they're going to be releasing their first album called Serenade, Songs for the Beloved volume one to learn more about that please go to belovedarise.org slash serenade and to listen to an exclusive track early stay tuned after this episode to hear one of those incredible tracks that i swear is going to make you cry uh thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show Hey babes and welcome back to another episode of A Tiny Revolution, the podcast about ordinary folks living revolutionary lives. Happy Pride everyone. I hope you're having a phenomenal and beautiful month. I hope that wherever you are, you are vaccinated and getting your life out in the sun. This is episode 4 of Serenade the Podcast. Um and I'm just so pleased to be partnering with Beloved Arise to promote this incredible album all month long, these songs for queer youth of faith, and also like the the inner child in us all. I have just been healed over and over again. So please, if you haven't already, go to the link in my bio, go to Spotify, stream it, share it with a friend, and put it on your pride playlists, okay? Um, because that is gonna help promote the album. And what do we wanna do? We wanna get this in front of more ears. It's gonna be fabulous. Um, So uh, today, um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, skip forward a couple seconds. If you're watching this on YouTube, I just want to tell you, I know that the quality of this video is way down and you know why? Because Mercury is in Gatorade and she is sipping, I don't know what she's sipping, but she is on something and um, she was acting up. And so when I was trying to record this with the software I have, it just kept glitching and I said, you know what? We're not going to let this disturb our peace. We're just going to get on the Zoom. And we all know the Zoom does not have the best quality, but that's okay. Because uh, it's that's, what matters is the content. If the content is good, and it is. Today on the podcast, I've got my friend, Jay Mercado, AKA Queen Iwa. Literally such a badass, such a lovely soul. Just being in their presence was healing for me. And I'm so excited for you to hear the conversation with them. We get into talking about what it means to be a two-spirit indigenous person, a non-binary person, a person in the music industry who is making music that is embodying the fullness of who they are, which is what, you know, Beloved Arise is all about. Um, I just, I, I, I mean, let me just not say anymore. They don't, need, they don't need no introduction because they actually introduced themselves in the beginning. So let me let them do the talking. Um, yeah, this is my conversation with Jay Mercado. I'm so Hello. happy to be talking to you again. Ah, Likewise. Yeah. Better so than the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to ask the same question I asked just a second ago. You're hey. Jay Mercado. It's me. How, how do it me? How do you identify and, uh, you know, how do you identify and who, how do you introduce yourself?
1: Sure. Um, yes. Um, uh, well, I'll take this little opportunity to share some indigenous language. So to all you wonderful listeners of this beautiful podcast. My name is Jay Mercado. I also go by Iwa. I am a creative, an artist of many sorts um, and a two-spirit person, queer,
0: indigenous, um, Jesus follower, Mm. all the good things. And so, real real quick, because I know that there's somebody out there, when they say, when you hear, when they hear two-spirit, they're going to be like, what at? What does that mean?
1: (laughs) Yes, definitely. Like, coming out the gate with the big question.
0: Because Um, it's important. It's got to get them definitions.
1: You're right. You're right. Okay. Well, two-spiritedness for me, uh, and I'm I'm assuming for lots of others, but for me, um, is outside of the gender binary so it is a Mm -hmm. non-binary like gender identity Uh, it's an embrace of both masculine and feminine energies sometimes both of those things together sometimes one sometimes Mm -hmm. the other and then sometimes this like little floaty ethereal mystical Mm -hmm. sort of arrangement outside of all of that good Mm -hmm. stuff um yeah and then beyond that it is also a cultural life way um, so, for me personally, um, I consider myself a healer and historically Two-Spirit people have been healers in our communities. And I'm really fortunate to have Two-Spirit elders who have blessed me and offered their blessing in me taking on this Two-Spirit role uh, as, a, as a healer. and. As someone who has medicine to give to the community to the world and so Mm -hmm. um for me i consider that to be my artistry my music my creativity and yeah Mm -hmm. just offering healing to others and that's kind of all wrapped up in how i identify as well
0: yeah that's beautiful i want to ask something kind of like along the lines because you said a moment ago you're a jesus follower and then you also said you're a healer and for some people you know those terms also like that sounds like you know that sounds like one of those new agers trying to mix in (laughs) stuff but like i what i think i'm hearing is that like you're kind of like a person of possibly multiple religious belonging does that does that resonate
1: it's an interesting like new like garment to think of putting on um i guess it's not necessarily something i've considered but i i just tend to think of more of life more spirituality to fall under the umbrella of like knowing the divine knowing mm-hmm. god knowing creator mm-hmm. um i think then anyone has ever given credit um so i know that you're big on tarot and it's part of your practice and part mm-hmm. of your uh, magic that you give to others mm-hmm. um something like that has been really um i guess ostracized by the church and by right. yeah uh, American Christianity. And so something like that to me is also important. And, uh, I'm actually like a third gen tarot reader, like my grandmother no and my mother. Yeah. Both read tarot. And so for me, it's something that's really special. And I feel like a way to commune with the divine as you know. Yeah. Like when I, yeah, I, I came to your, mm-hmm. um, reading for the eclipse this morning, like brilliant. And so much of that resonated Dang. with me. Um, yeah, I, really feel it's a way to connect with the divine that we've been missing and mm-hmm. a way to offer healing to others as well to yeah. just have that little portal to like speak into their lives that maybe wouldn't normally just be there in everyday conversation
0: yeah i think we learned so i mean it's that fear tactic that we learned as children and were taught by you know from a fe- from a feel from a fearful people mm. um and so on on one hand it's like i i'm not gonna like demonize them for what they didn't know and then at the same time like it's very at least for me it was really hard to heal from the things that were still painful the things that like even though it was their best it still hurt me and i know like in your song uh learning to love myself like you're Mm. really pouring out a lot of what it was to i feel like come into your two spiritness into like the realization, like I'm not strictly a man and I'm also not a woman, but like who, what am I supposed to do with this? So if you wouldn't mind, like talk to me a little bit about your, your journey of healing and how you've come to find yourself here.
1: Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I, where to begin?
2: <laughs> right. I, I,
1: I, <laughs> I grew up.
0: Yeah, tell me about your whole laugh.
1: more or less um yeah i grew up going to church more or less i i we have the language of like getting saved or like accepting christ like whatever that looks like i accepted christ uh when i was 10 years old um i was attending like a pentecostal church Mm
0: -hmm. so that
1: was kind of like my charismatic upbringing
0: were you Um, were you uh were you like involved or in touch with your indigenous community at that point In,
1: in some ways, yes. I, I, so I'm indigenous, like through my father's line. Mm -hmm. Um, so my, my father felt like giving us an opportunity. And I mean, this is obviously like a thought process. I realized that's really steeped in like Western culture, but he felt like giving his family an opportunity was to have us not live like in our, in our community, to have interaction with our community and to grow up as indigenous people and be proud of that experience sure but for us to live outside of the community so Mm. um yeah informed definitely and like kind of baby like learning coming into being an indigenous person Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um so yeah i grew up with those two worlds kind of like fresh and new at that time uh i guess coming into like a a sense of spirituality through going to church there and growing up in the faith in that way, and then also gaining more identity as an indigenous person. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm a multiracial person, but I identify mainly as indigenous. Right. As, as a kind of like reclamation. Um, no, of, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess fast forward, it's been a while, I guess I won't mm-hmm. <laughs> fully disclose, but it's been a while since I, well, I had spent a very long time in the American church before I really started to come to a realization of something different in me, my queerness. Mm -hmm. And so when that started to materialize, it really, you know, it really scared me. It really like Mm -hmm. brought in, brought up that, that culture of fear, right. What we've been taught to believe about it. And so I was part of a worshiping community um, here in my now hometown. um, Flagstaff was part of a worshiping community. And I just, fled honestly just like mm-hmm. didn't want to have to have tough conversations uh about where they stand how they feel what they believe
0: and you know those were my people and so i just yeah. really pulled into myself withdrew so it was like one of those things where like you know that if you get honest with them it's not going to be pretty
1: yes that was mm-hmm. like okay more or less the feeling and yeah i had such well i have such immense love for those people even still right um so this yeah this thing specifically Brought me to a place of drawing back into myself and really examining this this piece of gender identity and how I would choose to identify. I tried on some different labels and you know just kind of talked with other. I'm so thankful for them, by the way, but other queer folks, um, even other queer Christians at the time,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: who had gone through this similar experiences. So I was really fortunate to have community. I know not of us, not a lot of us are so lucky, but uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I came to this place of embracing two-spiritedness and in close circles. And then so the the empowerment of that was for me to uh, leave the the church community that I was a part of and to step away from the campus ministry that I was involved with Mm -hmm. and to kind of just start over, start anew. And so learning to love myself I think is an acknowledgement that when I wasn't fully in my truth, when I wasn't living out as, as my truest self, I was, I, I found myself hard to love, I guess, when I was trying to fit mm. myself into, into boxes or fit, um, my faith into yeah, kind of like pre-prescribed, um, roles that just didn't suit me. And it was really hard to reason with mm-hmm. who I was and how I felt inside and the people that I was around even.
0: Right. It was like, a. Um, tell me if this, at least for me, it was a feeling of there must be something wrong with me because everybody else gets it, apparently. Yes. And I just, what's wrong with me that I don't?
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, growth is kind of like that, I guess. Like you you come to a place of community and being with others and then you start to feel the fissure and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm swimming upstream. And you start to watch your people who you're once with, mm-hmm. like begin to swim in that opposite direction. Yeah. And yeah, it's just. It's
0: heartbreaking. It's really,
1: mm-hmm, it's really isolating. And again, this brings up that in, that fear of, is there something wrong with me? Like, mm-hmm. do I need to suppress this part of myself to, yeah. to fit that?
0: So what was it like for you when like, as it clicked, it was like, wait a second, maybe there's nothing wrong with me. Maybe there's everything wrong with this system that I've been a part of with like, maybe there's something wrong with these you know, these beliefs that were handed to me, why do I believe them? So, what was that thing that, like, what? I mean, no, the question was, what happened when you started to really love who you really are, to really love who you are?
1: Oof. Um, just so much healing. You know what I mean? I think I was trapped in a lot of toxicity and toxic cycles when I was in this place of unlove with myself and unforgiveness hmm. with myself. Unforgiveness I, for what? Oh, my goodness. Um, I think just hurting people. I feel like out of mm. the place of toxicity or out of this, like, being involved in toxic cycles, like, I wasn't my uh, best self, you know? Yeah, like so, I, like, when
0: you were when you were stuck in those cycles, like, the things that you did, even though you thought they might have been loving? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, okay. I, yeah. I get that.
1: Yeah. I, I wasn't at my highest self at that point, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there was... You know even some unforgiveness about some like unhealed familial um things mm-hmm. like feeling responsible for my brokenness in my family mm-hmm. um for like the loss of my sibling my brother mm-hmm. um who passed by a suicide i felt really responsible mm-hmm. for that for a really long time and so uh from that space of unlove and unforgiveness for self yeah that just felt like mm-hmm. they're they're yeah there was it's hard to it's hard to put in words really it was Mm -hmm. a lot of pain and kind of coming out of like acting out of that pain or acting out of that Mm -hmm. dissociative place that wasn't healed
0: right it's so hard to like even in especially when you grow up in a queer body especially if you're in a trans body non-binary body it's you are truly kind of just like the world's not built for you so it's just like your trauma bumps into trauma bumps into trauma and over time you just you don't know you're traumatized you just you call it survival
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I didn't realize I was operating from a dissociative space for a really long time um I just yeah was not there I was like with people in the Mm -hmm. physical but Mm-hmm. Internally, I felt like I was up above my body, like floating somewhere else. And wow. Struggled to feel connection and
0: struggled to feel mm-hmm. the fullness of life and joy. The way you just described that really just hit me because that was also kind of how I was feeling. It was like, my body is here. Mm. It's ha- my body is having an experience. Yeah. But I'm not here. Like mm. who who I really am feels like it's like just out here. For some reason. And I really, I think it's just like, it's what we're taught that you got to like hype yourself up into this space of, you know, the God self Mm. when really it was, it's always about, it's actually about slowing your ass down to realize (laughs) the God self is actually quite still. Yeah. Mm. And that
1: stillness. Yeah.
0: Mm. What are some of like, um, these days also, I have an alarm that's going to go off in like four minutes. So I have to go get my chicken out of the oven and then I'm going to come okay. back. Okay.
1: We're here for it. Mm. She you said know, domestic.
0: A little a little home cook. It's like a little, <laughs> it's a chicken caprese situation. So like Ooh. I put mozzarella and tomato and pesto on the chick, like in the chicken. Come spending. on. Stop. Somebody boo my homegirl up, please. Listen, here we Somebody are. Somebody out
1: there somebody out there
0: here I am to um, make your life better one meal at a time um, I I'd love to like just like switch gears and like talk just a little bit about like the practical aspects of like what it is to write and record a song for you like do you have a particular method in your writing for music or is it just each one's its own thing Ooh.
1: well I am such a careful... No, careful is not the word I am such a wide open like observer of the world and I think at this point in my life like the beauty of the world is not lost on me even just like the the leaves on this tree right outside my window right now are mystifying me so I'm like looking off in the mm. uh, but uh it's it's from that place of like just interacting with the world that inspiration for songs come to me so I usually start with lyrics and I'll just be really moved to write something and the alignment of like personal experience and where i'm at in a particular moment and the way the wind is blowing just mm. will inform the song lyrics and i'll just honestly just punch them in my iphone like on my notes app
0: right um yeah and, i have a billion ideas on my notes app
1: right <laughs> yeah i don't know how to organize those if like anyone out there can like
0: help tips me. and tricks
1: yeah how do you do it let me know um Yeah. So from there, the things that really resonate with me, you know, I'll just write to like, keep the, uh, to keep the mechanics of it going to, to Mm -hmm. have the daily practice of writing. I'll Mm -hmm. write a little something more or less every day. Right. Um, but the things that really stay with me and resonate with me, I'll sit down with them when I have the time to just try and translate them on the instrument and like, kind of feel the, I guess like Mm -hmm. the innate rhythm or the innate music, the musicality Mm -hmm. that they possess. And so, yeah. From their songs are birth, I think, mm-hmm. um, at least in their like infantile stage and in their like baby demo stage.
0: yeah and then, let me tell you what because like you've like like let's talk about like some production on your track like
1: oh my gosh
0: uh, also your freaking voice, I don't want to say the other F word because this oh. is for ba this is for the youth right, right the youths. but you know what I'm saying. Your effing voice on that track, as soon as you open your mouth, I'm just like, you sound like a tenor sax, you know? Oh, my gosh. You really do. (laughs)
1: Well, I have to definitely give the credit where it's due. um, Lore audio provisions and Kyle Miller, Mm -hmm. um, who helped put that whole album together. I'm so lucky because um, he also lives right here in Flagstaff. He lives, like,
0: maybe five minutes away from me. Alexa, stop pause for the cause good um I also want to open the oven I like it was like oh there goes my eyebrows bye send them mom oh, girl um I actually have to draw draw them on even more than I'm already drawing them on <laughs> no like uh they're not that bad it's just like they I have weak eyebrows they end like right here and so I have to just put a little bit
1: Just just a little bit just enough to get us by
0: yeah um anyways. Moving back to the music for a second. Sure. Um, You were talking um, the production uh, and how Kyle lives in town with you, and that's where you were. All right.
1: Beautiful. So let's pick that up.
0: Yeah. um, Yes. Um,
1: As far as the production on the track, yeah, Lore audio provisions right here in Flagstaff and Kyle Miller. It's honestly such a dream to, Mm. and, and I feel super lucky. Like I was saying, I feel lucky that I live just a few minutes away from him it's you know it's not even a i could walk to his house yeah he's truly
0: like like him and his uh and and greta are just like two peaches uh, yes i love them
1: oh i do love peaches a lot actually Mm -hmm. um yeah so i mean that space specifically is one of just such peace Mm -hmm. and i you know in recording there can be so much toxicity Mm
0: -hmm. truly
1: um and so finding places like that of freedom of creativity and freedom from judgment and just peace. I think that this track like most accurately like has captured like my voice. Um, Like the the qualities of it that I hear that like, I don't know what it is about my previous recordings, but like I Mm -hmm. feel like, feel like this represents my voice best. Like the the little nuances of it, it just feels really precise and, and feels like a really accurate representation, like a, what a, what a metaphor for the track, like to be like fully bare in that way. Like my voice feels so bare. And at first it was so uncomfortable, honestly, because I, you know, I still work through my own like little self-doubt things that come up every once in a while.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but again, that space like just allowed for a lot of freedom of creativity. Mm-hmm. And I think on the vinyl especially, I don't know if you've
0: gotten oh, to listen to Oh, girl, I, I haven't gotten to listen to the vinyl, but it is on order. I mm-hmm. want it. My record player is crying for it. Truthfully.
1: <laughs> oh, so sweet. Yeah. I Yeah, it has that, like, the, the saxophone um, that Ryan uh, Willis played and my voice and then, like, the crackly kind of nature of, like, the phonograph thing. Like, they mm-hmm. all kind of weave in and out of one another. You know? There's, mm-hmm. like, a real blend there that's just so satisfying.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's called magic, you know?
1: We did that.
0: Yeah. Did
2: that.
0: <laughs> what I love about like like what you were saying about it really does feel like, you know, there's not like your voice is just here's the melody. And that's, not, like, that's something that is like really, really hard to come by in a vocalist sometimes is somebody who can just sing a damn melody and sing it well. Because like, th- like I am the kind of person who like my favorite performances are the ones where like the singer steps up to the microphone and doesn't f- move. And they're just mm-hmm. like, I'm going to pull you into this, and Oof. that's that's what this performance feels like. Is like this is a like, you know, get my legs wide so I can really ground myself for this.
1: Yeah, and just like root in at that. Yeah,
0: mm. it's delicious. So let me. Add, let, I'm gonna ask. So this this album is written and geared towards queer kids of all different kinds of faith. Whether you mm-hmm. are you know, a person of faith or not a person of faith, or you were one faith and now you're another faith or like, you're like you and me where we kind of like have a fluidity to our Mm -hmm. own experience. What would it have been like for you to have an album like this growing up and like having in a space where you thought that God didn't love you because of your queerness?
1: Well, I think it would have been like a catalyst maybe not something that i like fully realized in the moment i think Mm -hmm. that's just sort of my nature i think i really happen upon things like in my own timing but this seedling being being planted back then and now the blooming i'm experiencing i think like for me it would have informed so much of this i think you know i went through really dark periods where i felt like well i was hitting the wall of what i've been taught about god Mm -hmm. about creator about you know like Mm -hmm. what i've been taught is that it ends there, right? The love for me ends there at queerness mm-hmm. and at, um, you
0: know, anything other than like straight. White heteronormativity.
1: Yes, that, all that <laughs> stuff, right? Uh, the, the the love for me there is like, it exceeds the limit when we get to, to queerness. And then who I had experienced in my personal life, creator to be, mm-hmm. and the love and the intentionality and just the straight up like rescue of mm-hmm. of. Of a life like that is trying with like all its might to just be in tune with Creator, like yes, mm-hmm. like that wandering, but ultimately just being <clears throat> pulled up out of those situations that should have broken mm-hmm. me, should have really ended mm-hmm. me, and and bringing me into new flourishing.
0: Yeah, I want. Can I? I want to pull on that string where sure. you've you've said it a couple times in different ways. How it's like you. I can't think. You no. Know, It's like my body was trying to live in tune with creator the entire time. And I was just fighting it. And like, you know, and that's really, I, I, that's so true because so queerness is so much like we discover it in our body first somehow before it comes into our mind. It's a feeling. It is a, you know, chemical reaction. And, you know, and it's just, it's so interesting how, like when I just listened to like what my body needed and wanted, I realized that the thing it wanted actually wasn't bad.
1: Yeah, wow. I totally resonate with that experience. For me, I realized how much I had internalized about masculinity through observation, through culture, and moving my body in those ways. Here's here's this. Before I I started doing Iwa, I was doing music under another name, and I was doing, like, rap, R&B. Yes, you were. Yes, yeah. you so, were. And and the posturing and the like the masculinity that's like really just egregious. Like mm-hmm. I, I performed on stages that way and the movements felt unnatural even as I did them. Um, and so as I experienced freedom from that, as I allowed myself to move how I wanted to move, mm-hmm. like hear a song at the grocery store and dance if you want to dance, girl, mm-hmm. like the way like just the I don't know, like anything I ever avoided about like trying to like have cute little like reactions to the world around me. I felt so much freedom from that. It's, it's, it's changed everything. And I, I'm somebody who has experienced so much pain in my physical body too, just on a Mm -hmm. day-to-day basis, like feel just the rigidity and stiffness and coming into this, like, Mm -hmm. I guess embracing the queer body and allowing it to move as it likes to move. Like I've experienced so much Mm -hmm. just more freedom even from, those aches and pains like.
0: Yes, because like tension does not live in the mind, it lives in the body. Like yeah. like anything that's like going on in the brain is just like, you know, a lot of times it's, the body is trying to tell you something. Like if there is discomfort, Absolutely. that's data to respond to Like your body is supposed to be, you know, hopefully uh, in an optimum situation at ease, you know, mm. in, in, in a peaceful place and Mm -hmm. if it's not what can you do about it and a lot of times it's just a simple change of the mind that you know maybe i'm not an abomination you know
1: spoilers yeah
0: wow yeah so Um, when you uh i want to ask all just like you know a couple of things that i just like to ask anybody i'm talking to so so it's like a not quite rapid fire but like it's like five good questions one all right i'm ready What's one thing you like about yourself? Thing I like about myself.
1: Mm-hmm. I like how I, would, I was going to say something about art, but I, I'll just, people get that I do art. Let's do this other thing. I like that I really try to give those little moments that glimmer to people. Mm-hmm. Um, like I really try my best to live into that healer mm-hmm. role in my everyday life could just be somebody I'm like interacting with at the gas station or a friend I bump into that I haven't mm. seen in a long time. Okay, really intentional. I like that about myself, intentionality.
0: Mm. What is one thing that you're very proud of?
1: Uh, shameless plug maybe. Um, my Do EP, it! <laughs> my EP dysphoria that came out in February of this year,
0: streams Dysphoria on Spotify now, <laughs> wherever you listen to music. Um, what's one thing that really pisses you off, like pet peeve or deep-seated anger? What is, whichever one you choose.
2: Mm. Hmm. Hmm. people who
1: subscribe to like toxic positivity
0: who you can say that again yeah yeah (laughs) when you say toxic positivity tell you tell the people what you mean by that like
1: like oh my gosh girl why are you sad like the sun is shining your life is good like there's no reason for you to be depressed or sad like just pray it away like
0: and that's like both like god wants you to be happy I mean, God does want me to be happy, but yes. at the end of the day, guess what? A bitch is not. I am tired. Okay. Ugh, please. <laughs> like, that's the thing, too, is that, like, toxic positivity will come at you from every angle. Even these love and light hoes out in these people. Mm. Just, like, just like, listen, if you... Ju- There's something my therapist told me. She said, Kevin, it's a fine line between non-attachment and disassociation. Ooh, you could say that again. That. Yeah.
1: I'm going to... I'm going to write that down. Or if you want to text that to me or something. Yeah.
0: It's a fine line between disassociation and non-attachment. Non-attachment means I am giving up outcomes. I am allowing myself to go with the flow a little more. I'm allowing myself Mm. to surrender my expectations of something. Wow. But disassociation is uh, I have a real problem, a real emotion that's really happening. And I'm really going to ignore it right now. Because guess what? I could smile instead. You got nice. to trans- gotta feel the pain if you want to transform mm. the pain, baby. That's
1: it. That's it. That's the word. There's the nugget you came here for, y'all.
0: <laughs> listen, we've got uh, too much, too many nuggets. Ooh, now I want Ooh, chicken
1: nuggets. That does sound kind of smacking, actually.
0: Yeah. Listen, tell you what, like, this past, um, this is a sidebar. I love a McRonald's chicken nug moment. and Ooh,
1: Like, late night. I don't know if you have
0: that. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's like 11.30 and like, um, I've had just, you know, I'm with my people and it's like, do we want to DoorDash this to us right now? Are we doing this? Yes, we do. And are we going to watch Legendary while we do it? Yes, we are. (laughs) Non-spawn, non-spawn. HBO, if you want to sponsor us, call us. Um, The fourth thing I want to know about you is what's something that you're very dedicated to?
1: Self-expression.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, and just communicating my experience,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how I experience the world to others.
0: Yeah. What's one thing you want to do before you die?
2: <laughs>
0: um,
1: I don't know, like win a Grammy or like yes! perform for like thousands of people. That just seems like...
0: Listen. I think it's going to happen because here's here's the here's the true tea I've been thinking about recently is okay. that <laughs> what we've seen in the past year is that we can truly make anything we want and we can get like Billy Eilish Eilish come on she's oh. like I know it's I know it's Eilish but I keep saying eyelash because I wasn't into <laughs> her at first but now like now that I've seen the whole arc I'm like I really the, dig you
1: the arc is so inspiring she's like oh, just queen energy I love her
0: Billy, do you want to be on the next Beloved Arise album? Are you around for that? Billy,
1: like, let's collab. Like, if you hear this, like
0: oof. everyone, wow. tag Billy Eilish and tell me how bad I pronounced her last name. But then tell tell them about Iwa and the music and the necessary. Oh Listen, it might not happen today, but who knows? The seed is now out in the universe. That's right. We we put that out there. Mm-hmm. It's above. Us. It's above me now. I, su- yes. I surrender my <laughs> outcomes. That's <laughs> First, it. Um,
2: open
0: I, hands. That's on But that's also like how I kind of like approach life. Is like I want to like have the wildest of dreams and then surrender the mm-hmm. outcomes because yes, that's. I think that's actually the ticket to like adventurous life and happiness. Yeah. Because if you can have like a big dream and say, yeah, I want to do this big thing, and then even if you get like a quarter of it, the thing is you weren't you weren't gonna get a hundred percent of it before you thought about it. That's right. Yeah. And now you have more than what you did before. So like, what are you really complaining about? It's just the a step.
1: The like meeting of those two things that like manifesting just big things, like big dreams. And then also just like, and I'm open-handed about it. Like
0: it just, yeah. ah, it's just I mean, I think about just, like, also like big dreams, like also take time to build. It's like, you know, it's like how a river carves out a canyon you know
1: ooh okay
0: i'm i'm feeling very poetic today i don't know what you, it is you're on
1: you're on i love that
0: but that's how it makes me think it's just like a it's you know you can think of it two ways either like either building a mountain or carving a canyon you know if you're going to build a mountain you need to do it you're doing it one stone at a time apparently And it takes time. And so, but like, it's those little bitty habits, those one little, that daily writing practice you have. You know, a day, like for me, the way that I'm getting to, excuse me, um, the way that I'm trying to get to who I'm always supposed to be is I do it through my daily meditation practice. And I I do it through the movement of my body in ways that feel good. And I do it in like spiritual practices that aren't strictly of Christian origin. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to go where God is. And I don't want to be where God is not.
1: That's it. You, you really got it today. You got that magic. Oh, maybe. Like I'm, I'm with you. Like all of this is just resonating so deeply with me.
0: Like so thankful. I'm thankful oh. for you too. You're really <laughs> effing cool. Oh like, God. and I'm really glad that we're like, like becoming friends. I would like to actually be real friends with you. Cause I think you're just, a, you have such a sweet, kind, loving energy. Oh. and i actually think that's who you actually are which is very nice you know
1: Wow. Well, okay i'm like i promise it's me like i don't know yeah. like uh i yes i would love to be real friends with you yeah i can't wait for you to be here in Flagstaff.
0: it's gonna be so good I'm gonna
1: turn uh, up.
0: i don't know what that was but we just you, know, you know oh you know we all have things that we try for and some things that <laughs> no the, uh, no here's the deal with me is the, like I know you're a dope-ass singer, and that's why I can roast you a little bit. Because I also like. let me tell you what, the last night karaoke, uh, my first, my I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do Let's Stay Together. It's a nice warm-up, nice and slow. But when you haven't sang in front of people in a while, and you haven't practiced your runs in a minute, Maybe you should sing the melody, Kevin There's Garcia. Is not the
1: time. <laughs> at, Kim, at
0: the Kevin at, Garcia. At me. <laughs> Learn your melody, bish. Just stay on the melody. Don't try to... You are not Mariah, and also you've been smoking too much these days, so your voice is a little... <laughs> uh, uh, I'm I like, that. Sound like my high school guidance counselor, Diane Spearman. <laughs> Diane Spearman. Anyways, um... Uh, let's wrap this so that we don't go off into chatting about dumb thing or things that are not about the present moment. Tell folks where they can find you, listen to your music, etc. Sure. Well,
1: I would love if you followed me at Queen Iwa, Queen underscore I-I-W-A-A on Instagram. That is probably the most direct line of communication to me. If you want to say hello, tell me where you heard me. Um, strike up a conversation whatever let's talk um i'm so well um yeah i'd be so happy to hear from you um otherwise you can stream my ep dysphoria and learning to love myself on all streaming platforms apple music spotify title all the good stuff um
0: and yeah again under the artist name iiwaa It's E-W-A-Y-A yeah bishes um thank you all so much for listening to another episode of serenade the podcast it's out now it came out uh last week we're so thrilled so please go stream um serenade wherever you get your pods i mean wherever you get your music <laughs> Jesus, <Yeah. word. laughs> when you've been going all day this is what you get thanks for tuning in everyone i'm kevin garcia and we'll see you on the next one bye, bye. my conversation with jay mercado if you want to connect with them you can do that on instagram it's at queen underscore iwa that's i-i-w-a-a uh jay i think you're so neat i cannot wait to be in the same space as you we were gonna do an event in flagstaff but again uh, i'm trying to just follow the spirits leading you know what i'm saying so we're following ease and what feels easy right now is not doing too much you know what i'm saying so uh, but in the future, Jay is going to be one of the speakers at the event in the Flagstaff, Phoenix area. It's going to happen. So just keep your eyes peeled. Um, so, yeah, uh, like we said, like uh, we've been saying this whole time, please go stream Serenade if you haven't. Share it with a friend. And also share this podcast with somebody you know needs to hear it, especially because there ain't enough two spirit people out here in the world representing indigenous queer life. You know what I'm saying? Like dead ass, that's, that's a, just a fucking fact. Um, okay, just a couple of quick announcements before I leave you to do whatever you do. Um, a, if you haven't heard, I'm going on tour. The Wonder fully made tour is coming to LA, to Portland, to Seattle, to Minneapolis, and then Nashville, and then Atlanta. Um, I'm pretty sure we might be able to swing a show in Chicago, maybe Columbus, Ohio, I'm not sure yet. I'm just, again, I'm following a sense of ease. And if it comes together, I'm so pumped. And if it doesn't come together this summer, it will come together this fall or this winter. Please do not fret because, um, you know, hopefully as the world continues to open up, We're going to have more time, more spaces to be together, and I cannot wait to see you in person. In the meantime, if you want to connect with some awesome queer, um, you know, faith-expansive community, I'd love for you to come over to patreon.com slash TheKevinGarcia and join the spiritual reformation community. It's a wonderful space if you are processing your faith journey, if you're deconstructing, if you're getting into new spiritual practices, or maybe you're looking for a place to start in your deconstruction. This is a really great place to come. It's on a sliding scale from 11 to $33 a month. Um, and uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's just been wonderful. There's over 220 people who are a part of the community and I hope that you'll become one of them. Also, we got a sick ass Discord channel, so like get in on it. And um, speaking of the Patreon community, the big perk that's coming up for the month of July and August is that all of the events for Wonderfully Made are going to be live streamed to my patrons only. So if you can't join us live anywhere, but you want to come to the show and you want to support what's going on, please go to patreon.com slash the Kevin Garcia, and you can come to the show because it's part of the park. And then you can also be on the live chat. You can talk back. It's like going to be an interactive, hybrid live online event. Uh, how sexy is that mom? Okay, let me not gush over technology. I'm just like, I'm just so amazed and so thankful right now that I that I get to do this, and I hope that you'll come see me again. Wonderfully made is going to be in L.A., and I've got Joe Lumen, who you know and love. We've got Reverend Sarah Heath, my best friend in the whole fucking world. Uh, we have. Your boo and mine, the fabulous God is Gray, AKA Brenda Marie Davies. And then also kicking off the show with some music is Semler, AKA Grace Baldridge. This is literally the evangelical queer, I almost said wet dream, but then I said wet dream. That's kind of gross, but you know what I'm saying? Um, I want you to come hang out with us. It's going to be incredible. Um, tickets and seating are limited. And we're requesting that everybody who comes to one of the tour dates be vaccinated. Um, so if you need help getting a vaccine between now and then, please let us know. We will happily get a friend in your area to get you somewhere to get you vaccinated by the date. In fact, if you start, uh, now, I think you'll be ready to go by the time we start, right? Get that J and J, right? That one and done. Oh, so perfect. Okay. Uh, other thing before I go, um, if you are looking for some cute pride merch right now, you should totally go to thekevangarcia.com slash merch, check out the new wares. They're super cute. I just got mine in the mail. I love them. And I'm also going to be taking a ton of it on the road with me for the tour. So, uh, that's it. Okay. Thekevangarcia.com slash tour, thekevingarcia.com slash merch, patreon.com slash thekevangarcia. And also, again, make sure you stream Beloved Arise. And a th- huge, huge thank you to Beloved Arise for making this episode possible and all the vi- all these podcasts during Pride Month. We love you, and that's it. Go follow Beloved underscore Arise across social media. Follow me at the Kevin Garcia. And I'm gonna stop talking to you. Till next time, baby. Uh, take your meds. Call your person. Shake your ass a little bit. Um, tell yourself that you love yourself and mean it, cause you do. You really do. All right. Stay tuned right after this episode to listen to Jay's song, Learning to Love Myself, from the album Serenade. It's going to make you sob. I will see you on the next one. Bye, girls.
2: Asking for a sign, was I born this way or when did I decide? I can't deny the man that I've been or the person that I have become. Searching for peace of mind, still. So much. the oh.